Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live, and today we have two very special guests. We have Brett Lada and Dustin Fontaine. They are the main leads, director, and writers for the upcoming movie being released tomorrow, August 5th, The Andy Baker Tape. Welcome to both you guys. How are you guys doing today? Thanks, John. I think we're both glad to be here. That's great. And uh, like I was, like we were talking about before we got live, uh, I absolutely love this film. Found footage films have become such a cliche. You don't know what you're going to get these days. But the Andy Baker tape was a really refreshing take. Uh, we're not going to give away any spoilers, but we're going to dive right into it. And Brett, I want to start with you. A lot of people think that found footage films are extremely easy to make. I mean, just literally put a camera in front of someone's face, push record, and in 24 hours or less, you have a feature film. It can't be more the opposite than that. Tell us what inspired you to go the found footage approach with this. Yeah, I, I, I hate to disappoint people, but this was definitely a struggle to get this one done. Uh, Dustin and I have been best friends for years, and we both went to Montclair State University. We acted in tons of productions together in college, and we both went our separate ways. Dustin was working as a professional blue man. He was in Boston. I was doing TV and film out of New York, and then the lockdown hit. Yeah. I started producing some short films. Dustin calls me up, and he goes, I want, I want in. I want to do part of something. Great. We produced a short. It was terrible. We produced a second one. It got a little bit better. And then Dustin and I were, you know, I guess it was May of 2020. And we decided to write a feature film script to take on the road and take a road trip going out to Big Sur and Mount Rushmore and go to those parts of the country. Well, we started writing this script and we realized that if we wanted to actually dial in on a good project, we would have to stay local, stay self-contained and do it in familiar territory. Yeah. So we shot the film in most of New Jersey. Dustin's from Freehold. I'm from Point Pleasant Beach. It's basically a love letter to our childhood home area. Yeah. Um, the film, the, the writing was, I think, probably the easiest part. That took us about three months, and we had a lot of fun improvising and, and creating this script together. And the shoot date, we thought we were going to last for five days. We made the mistake of shooting found footage on a cinema camera. And with a cinema camera, you don't have the same kind of camcorder exposure where everything's in focus or the foreground's exposed or the yeah. background's, you know, inexposed. We didn't know this going into it. It was our first time really shooting something. So we were we were doing some of these shots. We'd whip a camera around. Dustin would be in pitch black and out of focus and vice versa. So we had a bit of a learning curve to start. I, I'd say it was maybe five or six days in. I think I had a little bit of a breakdown where I was like, you know what? We can't do this. We got to buy a camcorder. It's the only way we're going to get this done. Uh -huh. Dustin talked me off a ledge and said, let's put together about 15 minutes of footage. See what we have. If it's good, we'll keep going. If it's not, we'll take a break and come back to this. I sprint edited a 15 minute cut. We both watched it. And I think we sat in silence for about 20 minutes and we were like, <laughs> There's something here. Like, there really is something here. And if we can buckle down and get this done, we can get this up and running. So, you know, our, our, our shoot went probably a week and a half over what we expected. We had 18-hour days, I think, for the last week. But, you know, we, we stepped up in service of the project, and we got it all done. That's a great story. Now, Dustin, 
uh, you and Brett wrote the story. Uh, you play the character of Andy Baker. The film is named after your character. Brett's character is Jeff Blake. So what was the inspiration for the story? We're going to give a little brief synopsis. It's about two long lost brothers. Uh, Brett's character did a, like an ancestry test and he found he had a brother and you two connected. Uh, so beyond that and the way the movie unfolds, was there any inspiration or was it just pure creativity? We watched a lot, a lot, a lot of found footage films in preparation for this project and leading up to it. And just being a fan of the genre, you know, we knew a lot going in. Um, I think uh, this story of learning that you have a secret family member <laughs> like two towns over is all too common right now. You know, I, there's people that we know are encountering these, I'm not going to say any names, but are, have encountered these sort of it's going on yeah some, this is happening yeah. in real life yeah so we wanted something that was based in reality um uh that was now that was happening now and uh as far as you know i think a, a big struggle with a lot of these found footage films is how do you justify keeping the camera roll yeah. the entire time and i think having creating a character when we first started writing the script we didn't know who was going to play which character we just started we, we started writing the script and then uh and uh brett mentioned earlier we did a lot of improv over the phone as we were writing we had this software we could you know write at the same time and it just happened that we just filled into these roles <laughs> as we were <laughs> improvising these scenes so um i think uh, a big part of it was like how do we justify keeping this camera rolling uh, uh how, how do we just have the best looking person on camera the entire time <laughs> and uh and then and then just sort of roll from there and things sort of evolved you know we created an outline and we were beating it out scene by scene um and you just uh, let things fall into place yeah yeah really i think that's what makes it work now now brett uh your character uh he's a he's a complicated character you are you the way the film goes you have been giving given a television deal on the food yep. network to go around and try out food foods like an anthony bourdain type of a show yeah. with the food network um and at the same time you meet your long lost brother and the way things work out you two end up sort of becoming partners but there's a side to jeff your character that is really explosive okay he explodes don't touch my camera why did you yeah. touch it i mean just he can go from zero to 60 in a split second uh was that intentional is that similar to what your personality is like in real life how did that come about it was very much intentional, and I'm sure some ex-girlfriends might say that was taken from my personality in real life. But we we wanted to really make both these guys kind of the yin and yang of each other, you know, where they have their regressions. They're both ultimately really lonely guys trapped in their own world, where Jeff has a singular vision of what he wants for himself. Nothing's going to stop him from getting that. Andy also has his own full endeavors of what he wants and what he's trying to get after. And I think Dustin brings such a beautiful, light, 
lighthearted vulnerability to his character that we needed the yin and yang of Jeff being the cantankerous, vicious one that's really going after things and really being intense. Mm -hmm. And the entire thing was really shaped around where these guys are the exact opposites of the same coin. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I run a little hot blooded to begin with. So it wasn't too much for me to step into that, but we just wanted to have moments of tension in the script where these guys are getting closer together. Then all of a sudden the rug gets ripped out from underneath and we're back to square one. And Jeff's explosiveness in combination with Andy's almost sheepish, boyish nature is just a juxtaposition of these two guys. Yeah, yeah. And I want to just piggyback on that real quick. I wanted to say uh, those choices were intentional because we wanted we wanted the audience to not really know who the bad guy was. Yeah, you know? yeah. We wanted several moments in the script yeah. where you're on. Hopefully, if we did it right, you know, you're on you're in this That's... guy's corner. Now you're in this guy's corner, and you're not sure. That's you where had an I idea was. Of how this is going to end. That's yeah. where yeah. I was. I thought Jeff was going to be the bad guy. Then I thought Dustin Whoa. was going to be the bad guy, and we don't know exactly. who's the bad guy. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, throughout. Now, yeah, there, there's really not a singular antagonist or protagonist. It's kind of a doomed story from the start for both of these guys, and it's both of you know they're, they're both at fault for what happens in the culmination of everything. Because the bottom line is, yeah, you guys are biological brothers, but you're really strangers. You don't know each other, you know? Even though you have this biological bond, yeah, okay, that means something. It's significant, but in the long run, you really don't know who the other is. Now, Dustin, uh, is there like a undertone of a social commentary here in regards to your character of nature versus nurture? Two brothers raised separately. We're not going to give away too much, but is it a case of nature or is it a case versus nurture? Two completely childhood experiences. Two completely different childhood experiences, right? But they're both they're both broken and yeah. maybe even a similar way, right? Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting question. And I'm going to admit to you, not something I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> when we were writing it or even shooting it that much. But uh, to your point, I mean, I think, yeah, uh, there, there could be. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your uh, take on it, Brett? I mean, overall in the story through. Yes, what absolutely. And to not give too much away when we first meet Andy's character, you know, this was intentional. We meet him in front of a broken home. We meet him in front of a dilapidated house that's falling apart. When we first meet Jeff, he's in a plush, green, beautiful environment. You know, he's in a very nice home. And that was certainly a through line that I wanted to maintain throughout telling the story and what I was threading the needle from. The film comes completely full circle at the end, you know. And then we also have a climactic scene in the basement of a house, yeah. which is also a metaphor for kind of the family the family, family luggage is tucked in the basement and tucked away. The but the yeah, yeah, the skeleton of the house. The 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 opening and the closing, it's the exact same track. It's Jeff running out to his car. And in the beginning, it's at the end, it's also Jeff running out to his car after he went through this journey with Andy. So all of this does come full circle for me. And that was very intentional in weaving this story together just to show that it's, you know, I, what was that movie that came out? The documentary three separate lives it was about the three it was three identical twins that were separated at birth and it was an actual social experiment where mm -hmm. 
One was given to a really wealthy home. One was a middle class and one was uh, an impoverished class home. And it was, they come out and while they have the same basic sensibilities and traits, the one from the impoverished class ends up committing suicide. And this is, this is a true story. The one that comes from the wealthy home is a very successful business owner and they have such a dichotomy between them. And that was certainly something that, I, we were. I, I was loosely inspired by as we were going into to crafting this story. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I completely agree with that. Everybody's circumstances, where they're placed, and nobody controls yeah. what you're born into, really has a big impact as to who you turn out to be as a person. Now, Dustin, was this whole movie scripted out, or was it just an outline? We are going to place these two characters in this situation. And then you guys sort of took the dialogue from there. Uh, it was about 90% scripted, I think. We have just a couple of scenes where we wanted to give each other sort of free reign of, of course, we wanted to keep the idea, especially in the found footage format, that everything was extempore, right? That everything was just coming off the cuff. This is natural conversation. And that's more akin to sort of our acting styles. Um, but we hope that it has a feel of, improv not being too sloppy being clear and focused mm-hmm. but no it's mostly scripted with a with a with a couple of those food review scenes where you know we just wanted to enjoy the food and then just sort of riff with with each other and then i mean there's we had to kill a few babies in there too because there's some gold <laughs> that we had to you know like some really fun moments that were like okay well it just doesn't really fit you know yeah, absolutely we, we had this recurring space balls joke that kept popping up and in the writing of it, we're like, this is so clever. It ended up the entire, it just, it just was so distracting. We had to cut that. And there's a few things that we cut, but yeah, to, to, me, tell, yeah. Yeah. to, to, to take off, to know that I only quote one movie. Yeah. The space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I love space balls, by the way. Uh, now, Brett, um, there was one scene in the film that, uh, I had to go back and rewatch again. Cause I was a little confused. It's when you guys are in the motel and, uh, Dustin's character films you as you're getting out of the shower and then it cuts to you saying you have to give up your social media network. Uh, That confused me a little bit. Uh, I looked at the scene several times and I was trying to find what happened in there that was so harmful that Jeff thought he had to shut down his social media presence. I don't know if... I don't, we, I didn't script it that way. Maybe that was, it, you're talking about the scene where Jeff's brushing his teeth and the camera whips around and Andy curses at yeah, him. Yeah, you come so out with a towel around your waist and he's filming you and you're like, you know, you get into an argument about put the camera down and then it cuts to the next morning. You're like in front of a beach. And oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So that was a two week gap in between. And we try to show that through haircut in this. And that's actually Jeff just kind of doing a play on things since he's waiting you know this is it, it's all the unedited footage yeah and that is kind of the turning point where jeff takes things too far with andy it's two weeks after he circles back he goes you know what guys i can't do my youtube show anymore because i got picked up by the food network and i actually got what i wanted okay the catch to that scene is is that the food network wants andy to join in and this is after Jeff did something that made Andy want nothing to do with him. And now it's a time crunch to get Andy back involved with this project so Jeff can get his final goal. 
Yeah, and it, that's again so realistic on how people love sensational, ah, sensationalism, yeah. and more than just the average on somebody being honest, doing it, being a food critic, they want to spice things up. And what's brought in by by Dustin's character at that point, of course, it would be appealing to TV audiences and whatnot. Now, Dustin, going back to your character, when you when uh, Andy first meets Jeff. Uh, this is not really explained and it's not really meant to be explained. It's up to the viewer's interpretation. But what do you think, Andy, does Andy have a plan of what's going to happen with this long lost brother? Or does he sort of take it minute by minute, analyzing him, seeing what kind of person he is and just deciding as things go along, what exactly he is going to do? I think it's more the latter, but definitely a bit of both. There's, there's uh, scripted, we reveal that there are sort of previous encounters that may have prompted uh, leaving a taste in Andy's mouth or an expectation when he meets Jeff's character. But I very much I wanted to play it like, you know, this is an opportunity for both of them to get to know each other. And if things go right, perfect. Uh, I, more than anything, I think both of them want to be whole. They, yeah. they're, they're both lonely characters, especially, you know, especially Andy. You know, he's got nobody, you know, yeah. he's by himself. He's very little going on. And so oh, he desperately wants that connection. He desperately wants this. And so he's rooting for this relationship in his own weird, twisted way. And is trying to trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a plan. Yeah. There's a plan. He's definitely got it. If it doesn't work out. He's, he's got a plan. Me. He's got a plan. Yeah. Now, Brett, the movie is about one hour and eight minutes long. Uh, you know, sixty-eight minutes. You talked about to be exact. It's one oh nine twenty-five. I know this because when we were submitting to some film festivals, some of them have a seventy-minute deadline for a feature film category, and there's some that I just couldn't submit into because we didn't hit the seventy-minute mark. Wow. Uh, so. You talked about earlier about some scenes being cut out and so on. Was it your intention? Because there have been some other great horror movies, footage films in the past. Host comes to mind, which is only 54 minutes long. It's not the length of the film that determines if it's a good film or not. But uh, was it your intention to make it, you know, not the standard 90 minute film and do it for an hour and nine minutes? did a lot yeah of- that, that's that, that's a great question we went through multiple cuts of this my first cut was a uh, an hour and 29 minutes long and we realized that it was just too long and some of the scenes were dragging so ultimately i think if you set out with i need to make this a two-hour epic david lean film you know you're not going to get that yeah. you have to do what's in service of the project and what serviced us was cutting things down making it succinct making it flow I didn't want the audience to wear out their excitement with being on screen with these two guys. I think the 70 minute mark is just a perfect time that you get a taste of these guys, you start to become claustrophobic, and then the rug's pulled out from underneath you and you're left being like, oh, wait, <laughs> you know? And that just came out of shaving off anything that was extra. There was a lot of fat there that we just wanted to cut down. As Dustin said before, we were 90% scripted, and in us writing the script, we wanted succinct scenes. We wanted things that were tight. I was very, for me, it was very important that we didn't have any extraneous dialogue or even words that seemed out of place 
for these two guys. I didn't want to make it look like that we were trying to have extra gloss to anything. Yeah. The story only works if you believe it, and it's two earnest guys really trying to connect and really go through this journey together. I was a little bit worried that it was going to be too short at a certain point. And I was kind of hoping to keep things around 115, you know, 75 minutes, I feel like is kind of a good thing. Yeah. 69 minutes is a little bit on the lower side, but ultimately it, it serves our story and it tells the story that we need in that time. We're in and we're out. Exactly. Because, I mean, what you basically did and every movie has this is the 15 to 20 minutes of what I call fluff. They're yeah. not necessary to the story. And you yeah. guys took that out and just kept in all the relevant parts. And people in the industry will tell you, especially distributors, that in today's world where attention spans are growing shorter and shorter and shorter, nobody really wants to go and sit through a two and a half hour movie anymore. It's just, yeah. it could be the greatest thing in the world, but it's just people's attention spans have really shortened. And putting everything and removing the fluff and putting it into 69 minutes, it works. It works for the Andy Baker tape. I want to thank you guys so much. Again, the movie is called The Andy Baker Tape. It is coming out tomorrow, August 5th, on the Terror Films Network. Um, yes, that, that's our first drop. And then August 12th, it is being released wide on digital and on demand. Is that correct? We'll be on most digital platforms then, and also Apple, uh, Microsoft, Google Play, um, Amazon Prime, a bunch of different networks there. Then we have an uh, August 19th drop on Kings of Horror, which yeah. I'll be also doing a talk back for that as well. So come and ask any questions. I know we just got a deal where we're picked up by Roku for next year and a nice. lot of other stations coming in. So, you know, we'll be on multiple platforms and everything about the film is on either the Instagram for the film, which is the Andy Baker tape, our Twitter account, which is also the Andy Baker tape yeah. and, our, and our websites, the Andy Baker tape.com. And we keep everything updated consistently. This has a chance to be like another host, which just came out of nowhere and was like the number one movie, I believe, in 2021. So this well, definitely has a chance. You guys did a fantastic job. I want to thank both of you. Director, co-writer, Brett Lada, writer, actor, and Brett's also the actor too, Dustin Fontaine. Watch the movie. You're not going to regret it. It's called The Andy Baker Tape. Any final thoughts you guys want to share before we go? Thank you, John. And, uh, yeah, thanks, John. This incredible. was great. And I just want to invite everyone watching to come check us yeah. out tomorrow. It's a fun roller coaster. Absolutely. We're here for you. Absolutely. Thank you to our audience, those who are tuning in live this afternoon, and those of you who will be watching this later on. On behalf of Brett, Dustin, and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody. Thanks, John.